GRB News Podcast. It's an absolute delight to have joined me on the line today, Sonia Davis, a greyhound breeder that no doubt many people in the industry will be very familiar with, particularly with her wonderful greyhound, Speed Star. And Speed Star is now at stud. Sonia, how are you today? I'm great, thanks, Victoria. Well, this is very exciting that he's now at stud. So, how long has he been standing at stud and whereabouts is he located? Um, now, he's been standing at stud for about a year and a half now, so uh, about 17 months, 18 months. Oh, he's located at um, a local rearing place down our way, which is Vincha, um, and the lady that looks after him uh, is Rebecca King. Oh, lovely. And what do you think are his defining aspects that potential greyhound trainers, owners and breeders would be seeking? Oh, well, he's just, he's just temperament. He's a, a beautiful nature dog um, and he's very many to his past. Um, he's clean, he's quiet, he just, he's early, he's early pace, he's throwing on to them. Um, all his pups are just natural chasers, just like him, so um, you can't go wrong. Okay, now his first litter has taken to the racetrack. What can you tell the listeners about his progeny? Okay, so he's got um, three pups uh, racing around Rockhampton at the moment. Um, uh, Dallas Beckett is uh, a top trainer in Queensland. Um, now, they've had, I think they've been racing for about a month now, um, and they've been in the prize money every start they've been in. Now, we've had two winners last week, they were his first two winners. So we're pretty excited about that. Which is very exciting. So let's uh, allude our listeners to the fact that we've got Little Spyro racing around the Rockhampton area. And she's had five starts now for a win and three minor places. You've also got another lovely little girl, Mini Star, and she's had uh, three starts for a win, a second and a third. And you've got Legendary Spyro, who's had four starts for a second, and as you said, they're with Dallas Beckett. Now, they run some pretty fair times for the 407 at Rockhampton. I think the best time so far I can find was 24 and 13. That's uh, that's not mucking around, is it? Oh, look, you know, according to our trainer up at Rockhampton, he's absolutely right with the time. For their age, um, only being 16, 17 months old, um, they're running times that, uh, you know, 20, 22 months old pups are running. So they're well and truly ahead um, with their time. So, and Assistance 
of the Greyhound Racing Industries help in monitoring the welfare of the greyhounds that you breed and sell? Uh, definitely not. Uh, once we pick um, suitable owners for them and send them off, um, we do keep in contact, but no, we don't have any um, control over them, no. Uh, whereas the, the GRB, um, as you all know, that, um, you know, that you can return and the GRB know the exact location of every dog throughout their life. But um, no, we, there's no, we can't, we don't have any control over the pump whatsoever, no. Now, Sonny, if I can use your son as a great example, Connor, and I've seen some lovely photos of Connor with, with the dogs that you've got over the years, and he obviously loves animals just, you know, as, as yourself and your husband Craig as well. Connor's now 16. He has to have a licence to own a greyhound, is that correct? That's correct, yes. We had to, um, he wanted to apply for his owner's licence, and it had to be very through the board, um, through a board meeting, um, and he was approved. So yeah, he's now a greyhound owner. Which is absolutely fantastic. But if we can just alert that fact again to the broader public that may not be aware, to own a greyhound here in the state of Victoria, you have to be approved. You do have to be approved. Um, after 18 years of age, um, you uh, just need your parents' permission and go through the board. Um, but over um, 18 years and over, um, you do need a police check um, to own a greyhound in, in Victoria. Well, that would that would make clear to myself and anyone else listening that this is a fairly tightly controlled industry with the welfare of the animals at, at its core when they are checking everyone's background to see who are owning these dogs. Oh, definitely. Look, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it just keeps... Um, everything intact, like it just uh, keeps an eye on people and you know that your dogs are in safe hands. And what checks are in place if a member of the public is to purchase a pug from you or perhaps another breed or, or, or a shop front as an example? Oh, well, there's no... You can, it's up to us to pick suitable owners for them, but after they're gone, um, as I say, we, we do our best to find suitable homes and keep in contact, but um, after they're gone, there's just no, um, there's no rules or laws protecting them, no. There's no there is no regulator for domestic pets in Australia, is there? There's not, no. Not, not, not for domestic dogs, no. Which is very sad. They are. I mean, um, domestic dogs um, just get bred and bred, and they can be bred five or six times. Uh, whereas the, the GRB do, um, you have regulations where you can have uh, three litters and then you have to get a vet certificate um, and over 80 year old, um, you know, also need their clearance to breed them. So um, you've got those checks in place that protect them, whereas domestic animals don't have that. So that's a very important point to mention in terms of welfare in which GRV and the industry at large here in Australia is managing in other states as well. I have no doubt that they're running tight checks as well. But here in the state of Victoria, thanks to GRV, let's just go over that again. A brood matron has three litters and beyond that, she has to be approved with, with a vet certificate. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. They have to get a vet clearance um, to go on to have a fourth litter. That's correct. Which to me is, is fairly impressive and, you know, and certainly uh, I think reinforces that message that the, the welfare of the animals is the foundation, foundation of our sport, which is terrific to hear. Now, with your pups that you've had, they've uh, obviously puppies, like horses as well when they're youngsters, they're broken in. Can you go 
over for our listeners. What is that process of breaking in? I think a lot of people also tend to have a bit of poetic license with the phrase breaking in and think it's some dreadful procedure, which it isn't. Can you explain that for our listeners, the process of breaking in the greyhound? Oh, look, it's definitely... Um they need it. I mean, so what happens, we um, we have our own set of breakers. Um, they go there from three to four weeks, depending how long they need to stay there. Um, and all they do is uh, teach them to come out of a box, uh, teach them to go around, and just teach them uh, good racing matters. Um, and uh, nine times out of ten, every dog, they just go around. So it's something they enjoy doing. So it's not... Um, not something they're made to do, um, they quite enjoy it. So it's um, just to prepare them um, their racing career. Now, you mentioned to me earlier, we had a discussion before we started our recording, that your, uh, the litter that you're involved with here with Speedstar Racing around in Rockhampton, you mentioned to me that they were young and they were able to hit the racetrack. What age should they start their racing careers for our listeners? Um, in uh, Queensland, they started their racing career at 16 months old. And you mentioned to me that they were bored before they hit the track. They certainly were. But we had um, one bus um, our way where they were being rare. Um, we had to move some dogs on pretty quickly because of the water. Um, and our breaker, uh, Ken Murphy, um, took them on a lot earlier than what he should have, um, just somewhere for them to go. Now, they're only 12 months, and usually we don't break dogs until, you know, over 14 months. Um, so because they're breaking so early, they... Um, they were finished breaking so early and they've just been sitting around and they've actually got bored. They're ready to go um, and it just shows that they love, they love going around. So, and that's why we actually decided to send them up to Dallas Beckett in Queensland to start their early racing career. And I think that's, that's pretty obvious when you, when you watch the replays how much they enjoy it. And the other thing that uh, people that seem to miss with some of the misinformation we see in social media is that greyhound racing really is the truest form of racing. There's no one on their back, such as a jockey. There's no one behind them, such as a reinsman or a reinswoman driving them. These dogs jump out of the boxes and chase on their own accord. They just love doing it. You know, they just love doing it. We've had dogs that just, they know when it's race day. They can see the trailer getting put on the car. Um, they bark and carry on. They just, they just love to go to the track and race. We don't make them do anything. Um, it's just something they enjoy. Sonia, can you shed a bit of light on Speed Star's mindset? What was his last start at star number 113? Clearly a veteran, and he won that in such fine fashion. How excited would he have been going to the races? Obviously, no one whispered in his ear, Speed Star, this is your last time on the racetrack, but he would have arrived at the races with just as much delight and excitement as he would at start number 23, I have no doubt. How did you find his approach to race day or race night? Uh, just like any other race day he had. Um, just, just wanting to be there, giving it his all, and just enjoying himself. He just, he just loved racing. just loved it. You can see the way he raced, and he loved it. Well, his first, his first win, I think he won by five and a half or six lengths, which was also a Geelong over the 460 back in uh, 2018. And then uh, to watch a replay of his last start at start number 113, win number 47, which is just mind-blowing. And at one point in that event, when Ronnie Horsford declares him 10 to 15 lengths in front, I mean, that says it all. He's a veteran. He's so good good at what he does and most importantly he is enjoying what he's doing so how is he enjoying retirement anyway yeah good no he's fantastic he 
um, he's a bit cheeky. He um, likes to climb out of his yard sometimes. So um, he has special yards that he um, goes out during the day um, and he's just enjoying it. He lays in the sun and he just, just enjoy, enjoy retirement. Um, he's a beautiful dog. Um, yeah, we, we go and see him regularly um, and he knows who we are. And, you know, we get him in just alone. He's still like a puppy. Um, he's going really well. Oh, fantastic. Now, if anyone listening to this interview would like to contact you concerning breeding with Speedstar, how can they go about that? Um, they can contact either myself or Craig. Um, a lot of people know who we are. So, yeah, just give us a call and uh, we can we can organise either an AI or Frozen. Frozen. Uh, yeah. Certainly. And if that, uh, no doubt, looking for a beautifully bred pug, I'm sure you can help them out as well. <laughs> 